0: Hey folks, welcome back to The Water Cooler. Everything's finally starting to calm down with moving in and getting back in the groove of things with school, so the release schedule should be going back to just the usual Wednesdays. We'll be meeting the deadlines, so thank y'all for bearing with us. And just to get started, going right into the performance of the day. From undeniably the greatest basketball player of all time, Will Chamberlain. 100-point game, March 2nd, 1962. Will it scored 100 on 36 field goals made and 28 free throws both or all three actually still nba records that i don't see ever being broken in a game against the new york knicks where the philadelphia warriors won 169 to 147. undisputably the greatest basketball game in the regular season ever played of all time and yeah there you go well so getting into the current events we'll be talking about the nba schedule that just got released Blake, what do you think about those tip-off games?
1: Oh, yeah, so the opening games looks really awesome. We got uh, the famous Luka and Trey game going on. And then we got Clippers and Warriors over there on the West Coast. That'll be a fun game. Nets and 76ers. Nets are going to absolutely destroy them. Um, yeah, What do so you got little for little Nets, day. Bucks for the opener? Oh, for the opening day, Nets and Bucks. I'm going to go Nets because I think they're going to come in with a chip mm. on their shoulder. Especially after all the injuries, because it's one of those things that the Bucs may not have won the championship if the yeah. Nets were all healthy, but the Nets are definitely going to be thinking about that in that game. And when it comes to Golden State and Lakers later that night, I got the Lakers.
0: I think I'll take the Bucks over the Nets for the first game of the season just because Milwaukee just won the championship. They're going to have that groove still going, I think. The Nets, the three of them haven't played together, and I don't even know how long. And I just think it'll be more of an adjustment period for them. But yeah, I agree. I think the Lakers will definitely be beating the Warriors. And I don't get all these people who think the Warriors are championship contenders this year. Like, don't get me wrong. Steph is still amazing. But like, other than that, I I don't see it.
1: Right, yeah, there's too many question marks with that team for them to be a contender. James Wiseman, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's gifted. The yeah. kid is gifted, but he has to make a lot of strides. Also, Clay's coming back and we don't know how Clay's gonna fare uh, immediately. Well, it was an ACL and an Achilles, right? That's like the two worst things you can do in sports.
0: Yeah, and luckily for him he's just a spot up shooter, but still like I don't know what that's gonna do to his timing and rhythm and everything. And I just like I think the best case for the Warriors is they're a fourth or a fifth seed in the second round
1: out. I think the best-case scenario, they can make the two-seed, but I think mm-hmm. Lakers are going to lock up the one-seed, if, if healthy. If yeah. healthy. All right, and as far as
0: the Hots mavs go, I feel like the NBA is really trying to make Luka, Trey, like a modern-day Magic and Larry. Like, I feel bad for the both of them because they're, they're going to be compared to each other for their entire careers. There's just no getting around it. And... Maybe one day we'll get to see that in the finals matchup. Who knows? But as
1: far as this year, I think the Hawks will beat the Mavs. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the Hawks just have a better team around them. Luca's, I think, is better than Trey, me personally. I'm a Trey Young fan more than I am Luka. But I, when it comes to them trying to market Trey Young versus Luka, right, mm. I don't see it being near successful as Magic versus Larry yeah. because you had those two personalities that were complete opposites. They crashed. Well, Luka and Trey are friends, as far as I know.
0: Also, so. on top of that, you also had Magic and Larry playing for the two marquee franchises in the league. So, is and they're in different conferences. Exactly. So it's yeah. Exactly.
1: It's yeah. Just, I don't see the Mavericks, especially everything going on. In the, I get Lucas signed that Supermax deal, but everything going on with that front office apparently, Kristaps wanted out and yeah. stuff. So, there's a lot of stuff going on in that team that needs to be addressed first. However, the Hawks, we got a couple of Good rookies, Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper, who's the hometown kid. Um, I like them a lot, and I think this season, hopefully, is going to be better than last year. What do you think about Joel Embiid's Supermax? Uh, the Supermaxes nowadays are ridiculous, but if anyone deserves one, it yeah. is him. Yeah, some's got to pay those hospital bills. <laughs> yeah, Joel Embiid is actually one of the most underrated big men in our game, because when he's on the floor, he dominates. Yeah. No, I love
0: Joel Embiid. I just wish he could stay healthy. Yeah. Like if anybody could load manage and I wouldn't be upset about it, it's Joel Embiid. Like, I don't know. I I get why he would want to do the super I think like good for him, get that bag. But if I'm the Sixers though, I don't I don't think that's the best investment that they could have made, especially with the uncertainty around Ben Simmons this year. If they don't have Ben Simmons playing point guard, they're really, it's kind of like taking a knee for the season, I think. They're not going to do that much. But it's looking like Ben Simmons might go to the Timberwolves.
1: Ben Simmons needs to go anywhere but back to the 76ers. That's all I know.
0: I mean, at this point, that bridge is burned. He can't go back. Like, Doc was saying that about him in the press conference. Joel Embiid, blamed getting put out in the playoffs on him. Like, he can't go back. But I really don't see a team that needs Ben Simmons to compete. Like, There's no team where he's the missing piece to the puzzle.
1: Right, yeah. At least in my opinion, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this but He's just mm-hmm. a giant Tony Allen. Yeah. Because he can't shoot. Neither can Tony Allen, really. They're both great defenders, mm-hmm. but they just can't shoot. Honestly, I'd put him at the power forward.
0: Like, I know he's played point guard, I think, his entire NBA career, but he just needs to play post- you can be a great passer and not be a ball handler all the time. Like, just make him like a (laughs) modern-day Larry Bird except not being able to shoot. How do you think that him and D'Angelo Russell would fit together?
1: Uh,
0: I think it'd be a good compliment. It's just, if Ben could actually, you know, shoot the ball, I think then it would be good for D'Angelo because then they couldn't just sag off of Ben and just defend him the whole time. And Ben... Whatever you want to say about his shooting, he is a great passer. So I, mean, I think they'd fit pretty well, but I still like, I don't see them amounting to much this season.
1: Right. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, I hope Anthony Edwards comes out balling this year. I hope Cap does better because um, I know he was. Everyone knows mm-hmm. he was going through a rough time. He lost several family members to COVID-19. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, but Daniel Joel, Russell and Cap, they're basically like a they're a battery. Not a pitcher and a catcher to me, in my opinion. And Anthony Edwards only is going to compliment that. I honestly think that Ben Simmons could probably make it worse. That's just me. He tends to have that effect on things. He does.
0: Okay, and as far as the Christmas Day matchups go, I think the most shocking thing to me is Celtics and Bucks. Like, that just, I don't get why that's a matchup. Like, I get that. I don't know, you, won't, you already did Nets and Bucks for the opening day, so you don't do it again Christmas Day. You want to get Nets, Lakers, that's fine. But I would at least do, like, Bucks and Suns and have a finals matchup or something.
1: Well, I mean, it is a, it's an Eastern Conference Finals rematchup
0: rematch up, ain't it? Yeah, in name only. Oh, no, because the Hawks from the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: I'm stupid. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, we
0: have to now. <laughs> <Yeah>. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, like I don't see what the point of that matchup is other than just to get the Celtics in on the Christmas Day hype.
1: Yeah, I mean, Celtics is literally just a brand. Yeah, that's it's it's the brand playing against the defending champs. That's all it is. It's honestly, cra- if you think
0: about it, since Larry Bird's last championship in 1986, the Celtics have been good for four. Years. Or, let me rephrase. They have been like legit. Championship threats, maybe four or five years since
1: 1986.
0: Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of sad, honestly. Like, I, I want to see a Celtics team that can thrive. Because I miss, like, I was a huge Celtics fan during the big three days and everything like that. And
1: I want to see them get back to it. But Yeah, and that just tells you. I think where it all went downhill when Danny Ainge was GM and he was stockpiling all those draft picks, I think the most detrimental thing he did was trade Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie. I think that ruined it.
0: Yeah, not only did that ruin it because Kyrie left, that's also like it made people not want to come to Boston, just because that's one of the biggest like douchebag moves I've ever seen. (laughs) After
1: everything I.T. did for that city, and as well as he was playing, because he hasn't played that well with anyone else, and he probably will never again. So
0: and he dropped eighty one in that Pan Am game last week.
1: Oh, I saw that that he dropped eighty one. He was. He looked like he was having fun, but it looked like he wasn't having that much fun in the NBA since he did play for the Celtics.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for him, but at the same time too, though, like it's kind of his fault. Like he was five five talking about they got to bring the brinks <laughs> truck to like pay my contract. It's like donkey like what he did in the playoffs with the after his sister died. That was one of the bravest things I've ever seen. But you've also got to be self aware. And you've got to know that if you're 5'5, even if you're like dropping on like 27 a game, you're a system player.
1: And like, yeah, I just, he kind of did it to himself in a way. You got to, if, you, if you're talking about his comments and that's why he got traded, then Kyrie would have been traded for every single team he's been on multiple times. Yeah, but Kyrie
0: has the skills them. and the ability to back it up. So did IT when he was on the Celtics. The, okay,
1: when he was on the Celtics. When he was on the That's my point. Yeah. He shouldn't have got traded in the first place. No,
0: he shouldn't have just because of like the bravery and everything. But, he, he's a great player. He's not going to get you a championship. He's not worth like Trucks money. No. So, I mean, they should have compromised. But
1: they could have brought him a championship. He really you think could I, was, I, I think he could. I, With all those... Draft picks that were stockpiled. Mm-hmm. Danny Ainge. Are you, done, are you forgetting about the hip injury? The hip injury? Yeah. No, I'm not forgetting about the hip Where injury. he didn't
0: play for the first half of the entire season after he got traded.
1: Kyrie also had a giant hip injury. Yeah. doesn't matter. But he had LeBron at that time to back him up. And IT would have had someone if he got to stay. But every, when Kyrie went there, it just all fell apart. Yeah. Kyrie. And that's why Danny Ainge ultimately resigned. Kyrie has he probably that. regrets it to this day, and as he yeah. should. Yeah. Any team that signs
0: Kyrie should regret it. That dude's, like, he's he's got some. He's he's not right in the head. I don't think. Yeah, the but. earth's not flat. Sorry, my guy. He's just, yeah. he's like that dude who took one psychology class, and yeah. now he thinks he's like the master. <laughs> he tries to of psychoanalyze every
1: person he talks to. Yeah, but him saying like all the flat earth stuff, Good. and that's just weird, man.
0: Every time I hear Kyrie talk, it makes me think of that Stephen A. Clippers. I stay off the weed.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a great point. Great point.
0: But, yeah, moving on from that, Mello Carmelo, Anthony. What do you think about the whole life? Who is
1: Melo? Is it LaMelo
0: Ball or it Carmelo? Is, it Anthony? is Carmelo.
1: It is Carmelo. Yeah, I agree. Anyone who says otherwise is either a 12-year-old or they're just simply uncultured.
0: Or they live in Charlotte.
1: Yeah. But
0: anyways, Carmelo was saying recently that him not being drafted by the Pistons completely altered his career, and that if that would have happened, he would have went to the Pistons, and he would have at least two more NBA championships right now. You agree
1: with it? I agree with him. Listen, there was not – who was the small forward on the Pistons? Was it Prince, right? Yeah. Yeah, Tayshaun Prince or Carmelo Anthony. Take your pick. At, okay, no, he, no, I'm not, I'm not. No, I'm not Are saying. Are you gonna do this?
0: I'm not gonna say that Carmelo Anthony did not grow into a better player than Tayshaun Prince was at that time. I'm saying even if Carmelo, you got to think about who the coach was at that time, Larry Brown. He wasn't gonna start Carmelo either way. Like, but he could have helped. He oh, he could have helped on offense. What was the thing about that Pistons team?
1: What grit. was yeah, grit. grit
0: in defense. Right. Is that does Carmelo Anthony pop into your mind when you hear grit in defense? Well no, but that
1: doesn't mean the other four guys in the court can have it. I mean yeah. Carmelo's it's the way I see it, he could have been kind of like a the Crawford, Rudy gay the Rudy Gay of the twenty thirteen Grizzlies. Yeah.
0: I'm not saying I think Melo definitely would have been a better pickup than Darko. Oh I but
1: think I, obviously and, anything yes, is better yes. than Darko. Literally I would Sam Bowie. I knew you were going to say that yeah anything is better than Darko at least I would have drafted injured. Greg Odin over Darko
0: see the way I see it though is they definitely won in 2004 whether they have Melo or Darko but 2005 it would have been a tough series I and mean, I don't know if second year Melo puts him over the Spurs that year that's like still prime Tim Duncan like I don't I don't know if he
1: edges that out but I think if they didn't do it that year yeah. with the the rest of the surrounding because that's mm. when everyone kind of declined right Ben Wallace kind of yeah. declined I definitely and I think it would
0: have happened at, it would have had to happen then or didn't at all I think if he was drafted by the Pistons
1: they wouldn't be in the lottery right now <laughs> probably probably not
0: unless he still forced his way
1: to New York because or... he would I mean he would have been like sent. maybe Chauncey would have stayed instead of going to Denver yeah um, Rip Hamilton maybe his career would have gotten a little longer prolonged
0: but... yeah so I mean I agree with Melo I think Best case scenario, Melo on the Pistons, he would be like a D weight type player. Like how we look at him all the time. He would I don't think he's a top five small forward, but I think if he gets two rings or even one ring with the pistons, I think he's in the discussion.
1: Yeah, I think you can have that discussion, but I think I don't need, when I think about Carmelo Anthony, I don't even think about rankings. I just need for it to come full circle. All he needs is a ring. That's all yeah. he needs. It yeah, Well, okay,
0: I think, talk about, he says that that decision of them not to draft him changed the course of his career. When I think of, like, career-altering decisions in Carmelo, it's not leaving the Knicks when he was a free agent. Well, the 2012? Right, he was supposed yeah. to go to the Bulls. Yeah.
1: Like, if he went to the Bulls, he would have gotten a ring. I personally yeah. believe so. That lineup would have because that was when Jimmy Butler was just rising up. Imagine if Carmelo got to play with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler transformed into a great player eventually
0: not to mention MVP Derrick Rose and Carlos Boozer Joe Noah, Luelo Ding probably would have been coming off the bench but that would have been nasty I don't know if they could have beat the Heat
1: I think they could That was definitely would have because been a debate. only because of the post game mm. that's the only reason why I think they could beat them don't do Chris Bosh dirty like that and man. also I think Derek Rose would absolutely eat Mario Chalmers for breakfast yeah. lunch and dinner and And a late night snack would have ate him up I think he still can you take Derrick Rose now and wherever, and you take prime Mario Chalmers whether it's the buzzer beater at Kansas is there such
0: thing as a prime Mario Chalmers
1: whether it's the buzzer beater at Kansas or when he was at the Heat because me personally I I probably Mm. started Norris Cole and 2k over Mario Chalmers but that's just me
0: honestly (laughs) I never thought too much about it because my game plan just give the ball to LeBron and get
1: out of the way Exactly. Poor but, Chris Bosch.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, Melo was supposed to go to the Heat instead of Chris Bosch anyways. Really? But, so, according to Stephen A. Smith, D. Wade and LeBron wanted to team up since 2007. Which, also, just if you're a LeBron homer, that kind of pulls the wind out of your sails with the argument of LeBron only went to the Heat because of the big three Celtics. If he was talking like that in 2007, then the dude just got super teams in his DNA. Yeah, exactly. But, I
1: mean... The, cap, the Cleveland franchise, they didn't do anything for LeBron. Ultimately, that's why he um, left. And as we're older, we understand that. Yeah. At the time, when we were 10 years old, when he left, we didn't understand. But okay, now
0: we do. I'm not going to say that they couldn't have done more. But they all, they tried. They tried to get um Shaq, even when he was washed. They tried to get Amari Stoudemire. They got Shaq to buy tickets. Exactly. You gotta win the to What do you say? I need to win a ring for the King. Speaking of Shaq, I have to run a little thing by you right now. I'm tired of him getting disrespected in the face of the league conversations. Have you like seen them talk about, you know like cuz they're saying who's going to be the face after LeBron retires. And know, like had the face of the league, so it was Magic and Bird, then it was Jordan, then it was Kobe, now it's LeBron. It's no. Kobe Jordan stopped being the face of the league when he retired in 98. Kobe wasn't the face of the league until 2007. It's not like there were just like nothing happened in between that time. Like that's uh, just. I agree with Shaq. Yeah. Wait, what? I agree with Shaq. What did Shaq say?
1: What you just said. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying Shaq. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Sha Shaq was definitely the face of the league from '99 to. Oh no, I don't agree
1: with that. Who
0: was the face of the league in '99? Kobe. In 1999, Kobe yes. was the face of the
1: league. Yes.
0: That's one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard <laughs> you say. How,
1: dude? Honestly, like. You have to think about it. God, listen, man. Jordan, and then it went to Kobe. Shaq was the best player in the league at that time.
0: He was but also every... the most marketable player in the league at the time. Was he, though? He was dropping albums. He was making movies. <laughs> he was... Shazam doesn't count. <laughs> yes, it does. Or is it Kazam? It's Kazam? Kazam. Shazam. That's like the Mandela effect thing.
1: Everybody oh, yeah. thinks That's it's awesome, super... yeah. But, like, it just went... I think looking back, it's more important to look back because me, I don't know who was the face of the league at that time. I was not even born in '99. But looking back, if Shaq is the one that says it went from Jordan to Kobe, then I'm gonna believe Shaq. When did Shaq say that? You just said he said. No, that. I didn't. I said Stephen A. Smith said that. Oh, then I have to agree with Stephen A. Smith then. Oh. For once in my life.
0: Yeah, no, that's what like all the talking heads are saying. I just, I, I don't see how you can argue. Even if you don't think Shaq was like the face of the league, how is Kobe the face of the league when he was a Robin? It, Ro- didn't, Robin? it didn't have
1: to be right away in 99, but it could have built up a year or two later. I mean, even in 2003. Oh, yeah, Kobe, look. definitely. You kidding me? Robin's not the
0: face of Batman comics. Whoa. Don't. No. Whoa. Even if you want
1: to argue they're 1A and 1B, Kobe's 1B Listen, in 2003. Shaq, always. Oh, Shaq and. Got his net other Kobe or whatever in Miami, any one ring? Yeah, that's why I said 2006. Kobe basically did it by himself in 2010. You can <coughs> oh, say okay. Paul Gasol. Well, I man, will say whatever. Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love Paul Gasol, and he did and great. I'm but not, He's no Shaq. I'm not saying. And he Shaq. had a, he had a much tougher playoff run. Uh, okay, than what he had. With Obviously, Shaq. Shaq in 2006
0: is not as good as Kobe in 2010. I'm saying in 2006, Shaq was still the face of the league, and in 2007,
1: 2010, Shaq is still the face of the league.
0: 2006, okay. God. 2007 was test. when Kobe picked up the mantle because that's when the Lakers stopped sucking.
1: Honestly, I think I would argue if if I did agree with you that Shaq was yes. the face of the league, right? That went away as soon as he left the Lakers because then Kobe takes it up. You can't be the
0: face of the league and be getting put out. In the you can't be round. the
1: face of the league and be play for the Phoenix Suns.
0: I'm not saying Suns Shaq was the face of the league. I'm saying Heat Shaq was.
1: So, who was, was in 2005? Shaq. He played for the Suns. No, he didn't. He went to the Suns after,
0: after the Heat. After.
1: You're yeah. right. My bad. I win. Yeah, he won. <laughs> for once. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay, so, that aside, the only other really big... NBA news is the Kings won the Summer League. Who cares? <laughs> I Everyone mean, cares exactly. so honestly, it's sad to me that LeBron showing up to watch the Summer League get, makes more news than like the actual games at the Summer yeah, League. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now and, and I know Davion Mitchell because I know he played at Baylor and another Otente Kumpo brother. So apparently they can't just not win. So good for him. Honestly, my biggest,
0: like, takeaway from this is that there's another Antetokounmpo. Like, I don't know how many of those people. It's a lot of them. Are, I know. like, How many? Yeah, that, they that, all it, win. It reminds me of the Plumleys. <laughs> like, you remember back in the day, like, in 2K, you were always facing up against some sort of Plumlee in my career. Oh, uh, yeah. Mason,
1: Miles. Yeah. And
0: they all suck, too. <laughs> like, at least with the tacumpo' Mason's still
1: playing. That says something.
0: I don't think I've even heard his name mentioned in like 10 years. I actually
1: think he plays for the Pistons. <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah, he just got traded. And I think it was, I forgot which one it was from, but pretty sure he ended up on the Pistons.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. Other big, I think the last piece of NBA news, 2K ratings, he got released. So LeBron, KD, Giannis, and Steph are 96s. Luca's a 94. Trey Young is an 89 and not happy about it. I think like, NBA players just need to stop whining about
1: 2K ratings. It's a video game. Yeah, I understand. Like, it's one of those things. Uh, you either cry about it on Twitter or you just say, okay, bet. And then you go yeah. do something about it. There's two different ways people approach that. I mean, KD, I saw a video saying he wants to be 99. No one. He's not a 99. No, no. one's going to ever be a 99, at least for a very long time, I don't think.
0: I, honestly, I don't even think. <laughs> you see Shaq was a hundred one year? oh yeah like, but to me 99 ratings are silly just because like i guess it looks good but nobody's the perfect basketball player like even if you want to say like they're a 98.4 like fine but like, no, nobody's perfect but even like that. Well, be- i
1: mean perfect technically 100 i don't consider 99 perfect but okay, because there's only two 99s ever, and it's LeBron when he was with the No, Heat. there's a bunch of 99s actually. Well, they rebalanced it. Yeah, they did a different scale since and now on the all-time teams and all yeah. that stuff. There's only two 99s. That's Jordan and, LeBron. and his prime, and then LeBron. So that's what counts. I don't count Shaq being 100. I'm not Shaq being 100 is not better than the new updated ratings where Jordan and LeBron are 99.
0: Okay, but uh, you know me. To me, if Jordan and LeBron are 99s, then there's got
1: to be more 99s. Here's the thing like, the best, I'm going to switch over to Madden, the best Madden quarterback of all time is Michael Vick in 2004. But that doesn't mean he's the best quarterback of all time. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, in 2K12, the best team to play was the Thunder. They weren't the best team in the league that year. Exactly. But I think 89 is a good spot for Trey, I think 96 is a good spot for KD. Honestly, I think LeBron should be ninety, and Steph should be ninety fives. Wait, you think LeBron should be a ninety? Ninety
1: five. Ninety five.
0: Oh. Just because of durability,
1: that is technically a factor in two K ratings. It is, and it probably it's probably why he's a ninety six. Though, if he had better durability, he'd probably be a ninety seven.
0: Yeah, I also there's way too much, in my opinion, at least like variation between two K ratings. Like I remember one year, LeBron was like a ninety four. And the year
1: before, he was, like, a 98. And then the next year, he was, like, a 97 again. I really like, like, the whole top 10. Um, we got, like you said, LeBron. Curry, I think Luca's too high. Giannis. You think Luka's too high at 94? Yeah. Luca. What do you uh, think he should be? 92. Oh, no. No, I think he is a 94. And I think he'll be a 96 by the end
0: of the year. That's just NBA trying to market their next upcoming star. Market
1: now. But seriously, though, Trey Young's, what, an eighty nine. Yeah. so is Zion Trae Young is better than Zion Trae Young should yeah. be in like a 91 I think
0: Trae Young should I think 89 is good I think Zion should be like an 86
1: ooh I think he's better than that I think he I, I like him at 88, 89
0: I think he's good and he's living up to his potential but I don't think like he's what a power forward Is, is Zion yeah he's like, he a power forward is he like a top 5 power forward in the league right now
1: probably
0: they're, I can't think they're a dying team. breed <laughs> okay,
1: that's okay that's fair the Anthony Davis is you know unanimously first I feel yeah. like but I mean they're a dying breed and Zion's built different so I credit what's, him I'll give him top 5 in the league I just have to think about it yeah you know what Lamello is? no I don't either oh wait he was uh he was an 84 I believe yeah he was uh, 84 uh,
0: what happened to rookies getting the like 79 default rating? Ah, uh, I guess they're basing <laughs> it
1: off a of projection for this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the only like rookies I can remember in the past who got such a boost right off the bat was Zion. AD and Zion. And that's recently. So, yeah,
0: you think LeAngelo is going to make the league?
1: As from what I heard, the Hornets really like him. Yeah, so I
0: actually think he'll make it. I hope he does. It'd just be cool to see, like, the three ball
1: brothers on the court at the same time. I've
0: been been on that train since before it even left the station.
1: I still got the shoes and everything. Yeah, just think about it. It'd be Charlotte versus the Bulls, too. So it would be Michael Jordan's game, basically. Yeah. I like that. That'd
0: be cool. Unless, yeah. I hope Lonzo gets to go back to the Lakers one day. Have, like, a Dwight-style run. Just, like, make things right with the city. (laughs)
1: Yeah, We'll see. I want D'Angelo Russell to go back to the Lakers. He I, can't,
0: After what he did to Swaggy P, you can't be snitching in L.A. That's
1: true. But I feel like when D'Lo went to the Nets, that was his spot. Mm-hmm. I literally compare that to IT and the Celtics. That was his spot. And then it just wasn't one day. And that sucks. But if D'Lo went back to the Lakers, I feel like he'd redeem him. I would put D'Lo and L.A. over Russell right now. I think they'd be a better team. That... Cause I think know's a better. There. He's a facilitator. I think he's more of a facilitator. I get he averaged eleven assists last year, yeah. but that's that's because he's the only guy on their team besides Bradley Beal.
0: He's averaged over ten assists a game except for the Houston year. Like
1: every season for the last four or five years. Yeah, I know, but I just don't think he's. Fa- I don't think he's gonna be that fast. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna be one of those haters. Whatever that's gonna say, he's too old, and eventually he's gonna feel it. A lot of his game is speed. He's one of the fastest ball handlers in the game. Like I think a lot of his game is due to speed. And I agree. I think I those think... numbers are going to go a little bit down year by year. He yeah. may still have a triple-double this year. I don't think he will. No, he's definitely not. Because there's also not. the LeBron effect we yeah. have to consider. If AD is balling out, out of all the big threes LeBron's been a part of, one of them bottoms out. And if AD is going to keep balling,
0: Honestly, then Russ is going to ball out. I don't know. I get that just talent-wise – Russ has to be the third wheel in this big three, but I don't know if you can trust AD to be healthy. And like it,
1: If I were... And if he's not, that's when Russ will step up, but I just see Russell Westbrook right now as a Kevin Love and Chris Bosh. Yeah, and that's probably what he
0: will be. I still think... I know LeBron was going off on social media, you know, talking about how the haters and stuff keep calling him old and how they're going to prove him wrong. I really... I wish athletes would just kind of like not be so open about responding to the media and everything because to me it just makes like lowers them down to the media's level like he should be above that you know like what do you think
1: yeah I'm at there's actually something coming on Bleach Report I think it's today it came out actually the whole Draymond Green and Kevin Durant conversation Draymond was like in the previews asking all those questions. What inclines you to respond in the media this way? What inclines you yeah. to like tweet this out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it lowers him to this level, especially. I can't stand LeBron and what he says to the media. That's just me. Um, I th- I think what Kevin Durant says on Twitter and stuff, I think that's actually really funny. It's
0: funny, but it's like, still just like, dude, he's like a eight year eighteen year old in his mom, like yeah. you're Kevin Durant. Like, you gotta be better than that. Well, yeah, and but, even Tom Brady. Like, the way he's been speaking out lately, and it's just like, dude, your legend was way cooler when you
1: didn't get down in the weeds and, like, argue with critics Sure, but we also have to reconsider it's Tom Brady and Kevin Durant. No matter yeah. what's said to them, they can back it up. If they choose to say something about it, they can. Because yeah. not a lot of people get to say something, get to respond mm-hmm. to this kind of thing. So, if they want to and they feel but, like they have to, go ahead. I, I, don't no, go I
0: agree. I would just wait till after you're retired. Especially Brady when he was talking about him in press conferences, and he says if he's like really having to player up, that means he thinks he sucks. <laughs> it's like, dude, like if you would have been retired and saying stuff like that, I get it. But you're still in the league. You're going to be doing press conferences for like, the next three or four years. Now, every time you hype a player up in a press conference that you're about to play, you're just going to make him mad.
1: Yeah, but also like pe- people are going to forget that eventually. Maybe. Maybe not, but we'll see.
0: Well, I don't have the butts winning the
1: Super Bowl this year, so
0: I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you have won
1: the Super Bowl. Chiefs. Yeah, me too. I actually agree with that. Uh, not that... I think Pat Mahomes has a dynasty in Kansas City.
0: I don't think there'll be a dynasty. I think they're but a dynasty. What would you consider, like, in football, a dynasty?
1: What? Well, I honestly think the Patriots were, like, overachieving of a dynasty, like, in a way. I think yeah. they're... People are going to, like, compare the Patriots to Dynasty because that's mm-hmm. what they saw. But I don't think that has to be a Dynasty because, to be honest with you, we're probably not going to have another quarterback like Tom Brady. No. Maybe maybe we will with the rules being very soft and protecting quarterbacks, but me personally, I don't think there will be another Tom Brady. But I think a Dynasty, you'll have to win three Super Bowls in ten years. Really? Yeah. All right,
0: that's fair. What about if you just make the Super Bowl?
1: Like those old
0: Bills teams.
1: Well, if you make three Super Bowls in 10 years, odds are those other seven years you didn't win it. You're going to be at the conference championship or in the Super Bowl.
0: But so would you call the 90s Bills a dynasty? No. Four Super Bowls in a row?
1: You have to win at least one to even put yourself there. How do you lose four Super Bowls in a row? Like, I don't understand that. Have you seen that 30 for 30? I have, and it's... It's It's so much like just bad luck, honestly. It's like the first time I watched it, I kind of feel bad. And then now, just like looking back on it, I laugh a little bit. You can't help but like... It's just like Sherman
0: Thomas forgetting his helmet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just laugh. Four Super Bowls in a row.
0: Duh, did you see the Malice in the Palace documentary? Mm-hmm.
1: I can't wait to watch
0: that one. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. The mouse and the palace one of my favorite nights in NBA history. People always like get on and say, "Oh, this is disgusting!" Like that was hilarious. No, that's great. Dude, that's, Absolutely great. Like to me, like that's probably and people say that's what like what made basketball
1: soft. If I'm David Stern, I'm saying we need more of this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, of course you have to put out yeah. punishments and suspensions and whatnot, but. Having that energy is something the fans buy tickets for. Yeah.
0: Like now like by comparison, NBA games are just dead. Like yeah. you go at least in Atlanta. You go to yeah. a Hots game, there are more people wearing the other teams jerseys than there are <laughs> Hots jerseys. Maybe not anymore. Yeah. But when we were going with Chase like yeah. the year before last, yeah. we went
1: to see him play the Celtics.
0: And there were so
1: many Kyrie jerseys. So many. But um it's at least it's better than the new fun league over in the NFL, the new taunting rules and stuff. That's terrible. That's you can't even, after you make a nice, you know, TFL or anything, you can't get up and flex on a player. Like, it's emotion. That's what you're supposed to do. It's football. Yeah, that, to me, like, that
0: makes the game more fun. It makes it more tense.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I get how they want to make the game safer because you don't want a guy like Jack Tatum paralyzing you. But, I mean, you have to, like, flex on people. Tony Gonzalez is uh, slam dunk on the field goal celebration when I got taken away that broke my heart now it's just the whole celebration rules are just getting worse and worse so what I said about Roger Goodell mm-hmm. last time him only being in the wrong when it comes to suspensions and punishments I was wrong he is very wrong for taking me fun out of professional football because that's what can he's can they done. still trash talk or they crack down on that too they could, they're probably going to trash talk. I mean, especially in the trenches. I mean, a D-lineman's going to say something to the O-line and ref's not going to be able to hear. I mean, they're going to get that in no matter what they do. So they're just going to let
0: that my go. My favorite NFL trash-talking story, you may have heard, I think it was Derek Thomas, the football player. Like Yeah, yeah. 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 So him, and, I think that's who it was. It was him and Shannon Sharp. And somehow Shannon got Derek Thomas' girlfriend's phone number. It was just the whole game reciting the numbers to him and by the third quarter he tried to fight him and I think that like, the Broncos just destroyed the. I
1: think he was on the Redskins yeah. right who Derrick Thomas mm-hmm. so. Chiefs Chiefs that's, that's okay yeah, yeah. An Indian I think uh, speaking of the Redskins uh, one of my favorite trash talking stories uh, it was actually in training camp it may have been on Hard Knocks I'm not sure there is a video of it that's why I think it's on Hard Knocks but mm-hmm. it's a very young d Hop going against a veteran D'Angelo Hall and D'Angelo Hall was out of his prime years, but he could still lock you down. And D Hall was absolutely talking so much trash and D Hop was just like, just wait, just wait. And then they were on each other one on one. D Hop ran his route, did a quick cut. D'Angelo Hall fell and did not get up because his ankle like sprained or something. It's acting exactly. the video's crazy. It's awesome. It's a cool moment. Speaking of hard knocks though,
0: uh, while well, it's the first episode, and then like right after, I think it came out that Dak had to get an MRI. And I think it came back that the results are pretty good on it, and he's going to be on restricted minutes for the rest of the preseason, but he should be good to go for the start of the season. Not that I think it makes that much of a difference. There's still going to be a first round out, too, in the
1: playoffs, but good for Dak. Yeah, like I said last time, as long as Jerry Jones is alive, the Cowboys and never win a Super Bowl. But he's literally... He does as much for the Cowboys as Queen Elizabeth does for England.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. You know who's not going to Super Bowl?
1: The Jaguars because they just cut Tim Tebow. Detrimental. Uh, listen, I love Tim Tebow. I actually just heard him speak at an event uh, a few weeks before training camp started. And great guy. I mean, when he when he loves something, he pursues it no matter what. He's a passionate guy. Uh, God-fearing man. I love him to death. Um, so... I'm sure he has no regrets, and he got a lot of hate, so much hate. But at the end of the day, that spot probably does belong to someone else.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just to me, like,
0: I mean, obviously I know football as well as you do, but he's like the biggest drop-off from college to NFL that I can think of.
1: It would be, yeah, because I personally, he's probably one of the best college football quarterbacks of all time, yeah. if not the best. I mean, you could argue that Johnny Manzo had a, Deeper drop off as well. Yeah. Um, Johnny Manziel can't even get into the XFL. He's in the Fan Football League or whatever. He was on, uh, you know, like where Quavo owns a team yeah. and the fans control it and all that. He was in that for a little bit. I know if it's, if he's still not.
0: To me, Tim Tebow is like the football version of Tyler Hansborough from UNC,
1: <laughs> but a lot bigger.
0: Yeah, and a lot. Yeah, he's probably
1: better in college than Tyler Hansbrough. I, I would definitely say that he was a lot better than Tyler Hansbrough <laughs> was. Don't get me wrong, he was, Tyler Hansbrough was awesome. But Tim T, though, I don't think anyone's arguing for Tyler Hansbrough that he's one of the best power forwards in college basketball history.
0: No. I mean, there's really not an argument to me. It's Christian Leitner. Right. Now nah, like, that's the only answer. You may, maybe Chris Webber. Who would you say is the best college basketball player in history? There's only one right answer. Pete
1: Maravich. I just uh, you just got it wrong. It's Kareem
0: Abdul or Lou Cinder as he was Lou Cinder, yeah, game. not
1: Kareem Lou Cinder. But yeah, accolades and everything is probably Kareem. But when it comes to personal performance, I think it's Pete Maravich. Yeah. That's like Maravich. every time he stepped on a court, he was the best player on the court. So was Kareem. Don't get me wrong, but Kareem had a better team around. Him. That's true. You're using my argument to
0: say Wilt's the GOAT to say Pete Mary, which is the college GOAT. Oh, yep. you realize that? Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: I just don't think Wilt's the GOAT,
0: that's all. Well, agree to disagree. And I think that's about it for the NFL. So, just two wrestling things coming up real quick. SummerSlam is this Saturday, and you have, what, zero wrestling knowledge at yeah, all? Yeah, that's why I'm
1: taking this. You got this. All right. So,
0: SummerSlam's on a Saturday this year. Apparently... Uh, WWE president Nick Khan just came out and said that they're gonna move their traditional Sunday pay-per-view releases to Saturdays from here on out I don't really get that I wish they'd would done that like 10 years ago when I actually watched all the pay-per-views so I didn't have to like because Sunday night you know that was school night I had to be in bed <laughs> I had to get special permission to stay up to watch the pay-per-views I'd have loved it if they came out on Saturdays but apparently they are now and yeah, SummerSlam's coming out The big match: Roman Reigns and John Cena. Roman Reigns is gonna take it. Like I just, John Cena, his movie schedule is not gonna let him stick around after SummerSlam. They're not gonna have him come and beat their champion and then not be there for the rest of the year. So
1: Roman Reigns will win. Is John Cena even in it? Yeah. Okay. Peacemaker all the way. Just to just to disagree with you. I want Roman Reigns to lose so bad I can't stand it. Peacemaker all the way. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love him. John, John Cena is
0: to me like what LeBron is to like the hardcore. LeBron stands like that's my childhood hero right there. Like I wish John Cena would win. Win number seventeen. Tyreek Flair's fake record. But yeah. even if
1: it doesn't end at the, even if John Cena doesn't win at the end of the day, oh, he has better movies than Roman Reigns.
0: I'm sure. I, well, you know what Roman Reigns' last movie was, don't you? Mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah,
1: but he wasn't the star of it. He wasn't,
0: that's true. Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker is pretty cool. And CM Punk, actually, might be making his big return to wrestling this Friday on AEW Rampage. So, CM Punk, he walked out of WWE in 2014. Just the creative behind the scenes made him so mad. He retired, quit, never came back. And he swore he would never wrestle again, but the rumors online and everything are looking like his absence is coming to an end. And I, this is probably the most excited I've been to watch like a wrestling show in years. Like as much as I talk about it on the podcast, I actually I don't watch wrestling. Like I don't. I, don't, I haven't watched no the Monday Night Raw since like twenty thirteen. Like wow. But I just I keep up with it on like Twitter and stuff. Yeah, I haven't watched it since you forced me to watch it, I'm like
1: fourth grade
0: don't act like you didn't enjoy it i did not wrestlemania 28 chase's
1: basement that was like peak childhood right there and that was a slow slow night for me uh, hunter l and the panda (laughs) tell me you don't remember that uh, that was a memory you just unlocked the depths of my brain i didn't know existed
0: that was i wish we could tell that story on here but that's it's a disgusting story i'm not going to talk about it Anymore. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Okay, so on the baseball front, the big Field of Dreams game was, was last week, and it was the most watched MLB broadcast in, what, was it, 16 years? 18, 16? One of the two. Yeah. Long time. And I can attest I haven't watched an entire baseball game since probably 2013 either, and I watched most of it. It was entertaining, so I'll give it to him.
1: Yeah, um, like Mayo said, not only was it the most watched baseball game in many years. It was also most expensive baseball game ever with the lowest ticket price being around $1,400. Um, it was actually a great game. Uh, kind of in the middle innings you thought, well, you know, yeah. they got it from here. But White Sox kind of choked in the top of the ninth. Uh, back-to-back homers from young Carlos Tanton and Aaron Judge allowed them to go into the bottom half with a one-run lead. And then Tim Anderson Bat flipped his way into a two-run homer. Fireworks went off. Probably burnt some corn. Everyone was happy. Great ratings. And they're going to do it again next year.
0: Yeah. Did you see who they announced would be playing in the game next year?
1: I did not. Reds and Cubs.
0: I don't like that. I don't. Do you know why? why I don't like it? Why? Because Field of Dreams because is based it, around oh my gosh. To me, it's got to be like the NFL. You know how the Cowboys and the Lions get to play every Thanksgiving, even if they suck? To me, the White Sox, since the whole movie that created the concept of Field of Dreams was based on the Black Sox scandal, the White Sox need to be in the Field of Dreams game every year. Like, it's just... They're literally the reason this game exists.
1: Yeah, I get that. I get that. But also, you, they're trying to just expose more fan bases to it and more brands to it. I get I get your argument. And for once, I'm not hating Rob Manfred for a decision that he's making. I mean, they're, but also Field of Dreams itself is going to expand it out. We were just talking earlier. Peacock is now developing a series based on Field of Dreams, and it's going to be led by Michael Schur, um, who, if you guys know, he was Moe's in The Office. He did Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Very, very talented writer and producer, but I think they just needed to leave it alone. Field of Dreams is a gem, and having that series could, I mean, hopefully it doesn't hurt the movie, but probably will.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't even, they haven't announced if it's like a reboot or a spinoff or whatever. So, yeah, I wish they would leave it alone. If it's a reboot, I think that would be better than the sequel just because, like, if you don't like it, just watch the original kind of like Space Jam. But, I don't know, do you think they should do the Field of Dreams game every year? Honestly, th- why not? I mean, it's like the law of diminishing returns. Like, you watch it this year, it's like, oh, yes, I can't wait. Like, Field of Dreams coming out this week. I'm so excited. But then like if you watch it next year. Oh yeah, I remember that was fun last year. Then like but if you keep doing it.
1: Yeah, like but I get what you're saying, but the way I see it, baseball has 162 games in a year. All you have to look forward to is one game and then you can just throw away the other 162 or I mean, 161 and it'll be fine. It's that's it's true. just one game.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not like they're doing a whole series there or anything like that, then it kind of loses its value. Um, but the way I see it, it almost encourages uh, whatever law of whatever that was a big word, the law word. of diminishing yeah. returns, big word, anyways. That probably would be the case if the White Sox and the Yankees were only to play in that game, but since they're putting other teams in it, it's exposing new fan bases and they're not going to feel that way. Well, I don't think it should be the Yankees and White Sox, it's just the White Sox, just the White Sox in, in like the revolving door of other opponents. So, you think that should just basically be an alternate field for the White Sox once a year, yeah? Okay, yeah. I disagree. But
0: okay. <laughs> Did you know, though, that uh, the Lions and the Cowboys have to have a Thanksgiving Day game?
1: I didn't know they had to. I just.
0: Yeah, like, because they were the ones who came up with the concept because the Lions had, like, really bad ticket sales one year, and so they needed, like, a hook, and so they started playing on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and so then it became, like, the big
1: thing. Well, I'll tell you what, Lions, I think they'll probably be better this year than they ever have been. <laughs> Maybe I mean I listen. Losing Matt Stafford was a hit. Jared Goff is definitely not an upgrade, but that head coach is fantastic. Yeah. I really like him.
0: Well, how much longer till this three weeks' ride right, till the NFL starts back? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I really can't wait. I'm looking forward
1: to it. I I'm very excited. It's gonna be great. I'm excited to see Stafford and Sean McVay work out some magic on the West Coast. Excited to see what our Falcons can do under the newly led Arthur Smith. And I'm excited to see what Julio's gonna do in Tennessee. Yeah, I just I
0: can't wait to see the Patrick Mahomes revenge tour.
1: I can't wait to see the Packers' last dance quote quote with Aaron.
0: Oh, we almost made it a whole episode without talking about Aaron Rodgers, and we got almost. one last thing to talk about. <laughs> Not even really about Aaron Rodgers, but it's about Jordan Love. He actually played played pretty good in the
1: preseason. Oh, Jordan Love was making reads like he's been in the league for ten years. He the way he was moving in the pocket throwing check. He wasn't trying to force anything. As someone who, like, didn't play, Mm. he was reading his checkdowns very well. He was throwing the balls to A.J. Dillon, and when he had the opportunity, he threw it deep, and he was always calm in the pocket. And I feel like that's the number one thing with the young quarterbacks. He was calm in the pocket the entire time. Uh, Honestly, Justin Fields was as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trey Lance kind of struggled in his debut, but Mac Jones didn't do bad. But Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I want Jordan, Jordan Love. Is, is. I think yeah, I, once A-Rod goes somewhere else, I think Jordan Love's going to be pretty good.
0: I want to see him succeed. Like, all yeah. the crap. Honestly, I was skeptical. Year. When Jordan
1: Love got drafted, I was skeptical. I, I was literally like, who is this, and why did he mm-hmm. get drafted in the first round? And as Aaron Rodgers fan, I was really upset because there were many pieces on mm-hmm. the board available for him. But, hey, uh Whatever they think is best, I guess. Jordan was a great quarterback and sorry Jordan, I was wrong.
0: All right, well that's all we got for y'all this week. Thank you for listening. Peace guys.